Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about The Expanse Season 4, Episode 7. It's called A Shot in the Dark. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. And we have everyone hiding inside the structure. They can't go outside because the water level's still too high. And a slight, basically ca- screwed. a slight case of blindness might be uh <laughs> might be going around uh so yeah you, you've got the, the the water purification tablets they've got like maybe like a day or two left whatever it was um the yeah, water's draining much slower than they expected though so they won't be able, they probably won't be out in that time yeah they're limited in supplies um well the belters are the rce guys have got way more uh we should yeah. point out uh we have green bacteria eating away at people's eyes yeah we had a couple of like scenes over the season they've just you know people getting checked up on about their eyes that was definitely something that's happened already uh last episode most prominently there was a scene where uh okay was looking at her own eye uh and she was seeing green stuff and i was yeah. we forgot to mention it because there was very little context for what it was actually yeah i think there was about. one earlier in the season where she checked on someone as well and just said oh it's just allergies or something yeah the, yeah the standard response but she, we definitely saw once before that so it's been a thing before they came down here, although Ashley points out the water coming in has uh, expedited how how yeah. quickly it's been spreading. So, uh, the salt is accelerating it. So, so we see Amos with the green splotches in his eyes. We're seeing various people, not just like from their point of view, we're seeing just green coming from the side of their eyes. Like the kid, the little ginger kid that Amos talks to at one point, mm. he's got green coming out of his eyes. Uh, so they've got maybe a day before people start going blind uh, outright. So that's obviously just some more great, wonderful news for some tension. Um, so Akei is working on a cure. She's working on something to combat it. Uh, but it feels quite bleak. No, admittedly, I don't expect that Amos is going blind. So I feel like we're going to get yeah, some we, sort of solution. We should mention that, that Holden is the only one immune to this. Yes. Presumably through his connection with, with, with Miller right now is, is the assumption. But, I mean, they that's, could, could yeah. be a natural immunity. That's a weird assumption, though, at this point as well, I think, because, like, nothing about his connection to, to Miller or whatever is, is biological, really. I mean... Uh, unless it's imprinted something on him in a yeah, weird way, but, like... I don't know, nothing about it is biological to me, at least so far, so I... No, know. no, that, that, that's fair, and and that's why I think it's kind of interesting is that's the the obvious difference with Holden, right? You know, for mm. most of the season, that's been the thing that's different about him. Which is why I'm wondering, is this just some sort of natural immunity? Um, seems weird because it's, it's a, a bacteria kind of just living in the eyes. It's not like a, an infection in the traditional sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder if it's just, I wonder if it's just a really normal thing. Like, what, what if he's just got a, like, maybe he's like blood typo or something like that and everyone else is, isn't. <laughs> sure, yeah, so, yeah. So, something really mundane and normal. It just happens to, he happens to be really the, the only one that she's checked that's, immune yeah i wonder if that is it's something like you know he actually has something wrong with his eyes so they don't want to live ah, there ah yeah what, what if he's uh got um oh i forgot the name of it that thing you have to take drops for every day cataracts yeah. you can take drops for that, I think. that's not what i'm thinking of unless that's equal to the same name for it. uh but anyway whatever uh so yeah so interesting uh, and this creates some interesting dynamics in the camp as well. We see Murtry's kind of geared up, expecting the Belters to attack for for food and supplies. He's got the all the all the troops kind of like prepared for that. Uh, however, though, he does do something weird kind of halfway through this episode. There's like an incident where a Belter and a couple of the RCE guys are fighting, and they accuse the Belter of trying to steal some of their stuff. And Murtry comes in, breaks it up, 
and helps to build her up and kind of seems all you know too nice it's like wait a minute is, is murtry growing a heart like what's, what's going what's on what's the plan here and sure enough <laughs> there is a malicious plan behind it this was calculated uh for a number of reasons but uh we find out that the reason why he's so invested in this planet is because if he's able to get rid of the belters and the company takes over it he's got a back end he's got that robert downey jr avengers deal he's got one percent at the back end for everything this this planet makes and he wants to share that with chandra and he's like hey yeah we're going to be filthy rich <laughs> if we can <laughs> if we can uh you know claim this planet so I think the fact that his goal here is purely financial makes him even shadier than he ever was. I agree. I think it still adds some layers here, though, because if he really just... The, the easiest thing for him to do would just be, right, let them all die, and then their, their claim's gone, right? Oh, uh, there is a... Well, I mean, he even says that, though. He says, if we can just out-survive these belters. He says that at one point. Yeah. Um, now, admittedly, he's not going around just executing people, for the most part. I mean, there's been a little bit of, you know... He's been a little bit trigger-happy here or there. Yeah. Uh, but there is almost like in his warped mind kind of this like he's doing things by the book as long as he has an excuse to shoot them <laughs> like yeah but, yeah that's kind of what we've been talking about over the yeah. season is he always justifies it to himself but here he's clearly hoping oh they'll all die off naturally uh down here yeah. and because there's a lot of times in this episode where he's talking to holden and he's saying like hey well you know it's not good for us if we all die you know we all have to get out of here and blah 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 and he's playing very nice but again it's all kind of a means to the end but the big thing that happens at the end of this 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 main plot line is that the the RC one of the RCE guys uh, is found dead, uh, sort of, and where there's like water dribbling in at one part, and it's kind of like there's like a little pool that's formed, and the other RCE guy assumes it was the the belter who they, they sort of caught earlier on, and he goes into the main part of the camp, he grabs him, he pulls him through, he starts dunking his head in the water right where his other guy died. And it's you know the big tense moment, and you know the others come out and they break up the fight. Even Murtry's like, "No, you break this up right now, or I'll shoot you myself," kind of thing. Uh, again, sort of playing nice with everyone else. And then the Belter has all these like green leeches, presumably where this this bacteria is coming from. Because I'm just maybe just I mean, the... it, it looks similar enough, and it's fr- it seems to be coming from the water at this point. Yeah. Um, and it, again, we know that the water is you know the the salt in the water is what's accelerating. It's know, the, the... It's the colour more than anything else. It's the bright green that makes yeah. you sort of correlate them. But uh, he basically dies. He just dies right there. And the, the RC guy gets like one in his cheek. It like falls. And the last part of this is like, obviously these things are deadly, but they look up with their, their, their flashlights and it's just green slug things all over like the inner walls of this section. of the. And the... they're all like, back away slowly. Yeah. And what Joe, you know I liked about this? And Expanse is really good with obviously stuff about the accents and stuff, but I really liked it at this point in the episode, even in this scene, Amos is sort of squinting his eyes at times. Like, he's not yeah. really drawing attention to it, but he's, he's still, he's clearly having tr- trouble seeing things and it's it's been an issue. Uh, yeah. So, that was, that, was, that was good for selling it, I think. Yeah, I agree. And, and I, I really like all the stuff in this plot. Like, Murtry is really interesting because again, like I said, it could be really easy for him to just, just let them start the fight side with your men pretend they're in the right and shoot them all but he doesn't i think there is a, a genuine level of desperation at this point as well that he's not sure what the next move is yeah there's a lot of things he's playing it safe like he's, he's got them on like strict rations even though he doesn't know if they need to make it last that long like he's built he's playing but, it very safe and and some things like that i would say are good good decisions from the leadership to be doing in this scenario no one's accused him of being an idiot no um uh, absolutely not uh m- malicious yes um, oh, he's definitely malicious. There's no, no debate in yeah, that. But he's, he's, he's smart. And, and 
you know, I think he's loyal to his people in a way. And yeah. he, he and he expects to be going against Holden at some point. He's kind of like he's treating Holden as someone who's going to be an issue. So he wants to be able to sort of be able to circumvent him. So you know, we're still building, uh, but we're doing it yeah. maybe in interesting ways. Uh, we're doing. It, I mean, I think his character, who, which could have been very easily been one note, has. I don't know. He's he's one note in the sense that he's definitely just as evil as we always thought he was. There's there's not been any sort of layers to like. Oh, there's some redemption in there. There's some you know. Sure. It's yeah. one note in that sense, but it's been very layered in the in the ways that he actually plays things out. It's been calculating. Yeah. So that's been that's been good. Uh, so that's that's really really cool. Uh, going up to the Rassi and they're trying to deal with their their, their strip struggles. Uh, some interesting stuff. I mean, this is just theorizing on their part, but stands to reason there's a sort of outer rim of moons uh, on this planet, and they're suspecting that if they get beyond the moons, they will be out of the range of this fusion block. Yeah, and there was something earlier in the season on the planet that was correlated with the amount of moons. I can't remember exactly what it was. I don't think it was the temples themselves, like the structures. But there no, was, there was it, something... it was the uh, it was the 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 intervals between the lightning, as it was. That's right. Yeah, going across. Um, you're right. Uh, so it was, you know, again, the, these moons definitely seem to be key in yeah. some way. Uh, so, so I think it's reasonable speculation on that. So part. Alex and Naomi uh, theorized that, and they're telling uh, Lucia this, and that if they get outside of that that radius, they should, or should be able to kick back on their engines, and everything will be okay. The problem is, is that the uh, the better ship. Uh, which is not designed for any of this and doesn't have a long battery life will not make it there on battery power it just can't happen so they've got this this conundrum to deal with and you know alex says obviously we won't let anyone in the ship die like we'll we'll evacuate the ship which at least from what we've seen doesn't seem to have that many people on it right now it's just fairly it, like yeah, it seems relatively empty yeah uh but she's like no but that means we have to dump all of the, the stuff we've, we've you know we've mined on the planet which basically means we have no income with no nothing to trade with and that kind of kills our settlement yeah. so they don't want to do that uh, but she comes up with a plan to tether the the ship to the rassi so the rassi can essentially tow it through space uh at least to keep it out of uh, falling at all but if not to the out- outskirts of the moons and kind of crazy and they're going to have to fashion like a, a sort of line out of all the nets they've got and all the rest of it uh so i mean that was that was the gist of this plot and obviously uh lucia's daughter is still not really into talking to her but uh kind of agrees that this plan is doable so he does some mechanic work and is like oh i'm doing real stuff you know yeah well she's kind of bonding with naomi naomi's kind of like giving her some advice as a belter who did kind of run away and yeah. you know made some mistakes uh she's trying to give her the uh you know the yeah. the adult speech as as it were, uh. So you know, I mean, this was solid stuff. Uh, I I of always love the uh. I, I love the way Expand sets up its problems and then has the characters try to solve them. Like it always feels like they never write themselves into a corner where there's like an impot. Like, you know, it feels like they're they're making bullshit Eating up. The way out, yeah, yeah, to get out of it. It always feels like no, no, no. This this because. I mean, Lucia's idea is that let's just tie the ships together and you can fly us out. I mean, that's simple enough and it makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, I can I can understand where it comes from. And obviously, we don't know how they're going to get out of the caves yet in time. But I'm sure something will present itself that makes sense rather than just, oh, there was just yeah. a way. I mean, there's a bit of leeway with that because it's the, the protomolecule stuff does get to just, you know, do new things and we sort of understand it as we go. But yeah. yeah. But so much of the show does set up its things properly and lets it kind of have solutions is, that make sense. I think that's why we let like the proto molecule stuff happen because everything else works. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you get the yeah. one thing. 
Yeah, and the protomolecule because and every time it does something, we're learning more about it. So, uh, and it's never contradicted itself. Uh, at least nothing that springs to mind. I don't think so. No. Yeah. So. So that's all cool. Uh, and another pl- the final plot of the episode is a Vasarala, uh, who has a bit of a fight with her husband. Uh, she's taking this campaign very seriously. She's she's livid that she had to do a sort of apology of sorts on on tv and she's like why the hell did i do that i just admitted i was at fault yeah and she thinks it's making her look bad she gets really angry at her, her assistants uh, her husband she tries to make make peace with her husband and he points out something very interesting he says that you know he's always backed her because she's always felt like she's doing things for the, the right reasons she's always always felt like she's had the best interest of saving the people or saving earth uh at heart and it's not been about her own gain, but for some reason this election feels different. It feels like this, this is more about her winning than it is about uh, doing what's right. You know, would it be so bad if she isn't in charge? Would it be so bad if the other person does get to be the one calling the shots? Uh, so very interesting because, and what I liked about that is it tied into the decision she has to make at the end of the episode. She's she's given this brief. They know Mark was on this ship, and it's like, okay, so we've got some options here. We can just blow the ship up and accept whatever casualties are, are there uh, to get Marco. Mm-hmm. Or option number two is we, we stun the ship and we send in a, in a military team to extract him. Maybe alive, possible, not necessarily likely, but possible. And yeah, Avasarala... So more likely than just blowing up the ship, obviously. Sure, obviously, yeah. And Avasarala is like, okay, the, the positives to that are that if we can actually bring him back, put him on trial, we can make an example of him. Um, and this is before the second scene with the husband where she goes to sort of visit him uh, at his class because he's teaching a... You know, he's, he's teaching university or whatever. He's, he does... Yeah. Uh, he was doing like a... It wasn't history, exactly. It was, it was like... It's like Greek uh, classics or something. Yeah, it was like Greek mythology or something like that, yeah. Um, and... This is where he points out, you know, you do, you know, what you're doing. It feels more like it's for you to win than it is about doing the right thing. And I, I couldn't help but not have that in my head because when they get to the point at the end of the episode and they've, they've got the ships lined up and it's okay, option one or two: do you want to blow up the ship or do you want to, you know, stun it and go in and try and get them? And she takes a long time to answer. And all I was thinking during this is that if you pick option two, like there's an argument that you, that's still the right choice. But I'm going to have this thing in my back of my head now because of what her husband said that. Are you just doing that because putting him on trial makes you look better? It makes you look like you've you've caught him and it gives you more of a victory lap, essentially. Are you making this choice for the right reasons? And that's the choice she makes. And you know, so I, I have that in my head. You know, did you do that for the right reasons? And it, given that it fails spectacularly, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I can understand the logic though. Even if like not for just looking good. You know, maybe they'll learn something if they can. Oh, sure. Alive. No, I mean that, that feels like the right choice to make in many ways. There, there is a lot of reasons why it's also the right choice, but I couldn't help but not think of it in the context of what he said to her. Yeah, um, no, I'm with you. Uh, but yeah, so they send in a team and we get all these POVs, it's, it's shots, you know, because it's, it's all uh, like, essentially found footage. It's all the live feeds of the cameras on the soldiers' heads. Uh, as they're going through the ship and clearing, and there's some that try to shoot back, and the final moment is that everyone goes offline, all the all flatline, and the ship is gone. So, I'm going to put in a guess here and say that Marco had already left the ship somehow, despite the fact that they said that their intel was pretty solid, that nothing had docked with it, and so on and so on. The fact that the ship is just gone, it's blown up. Yeah, that stands to reason. I, I feel like he he somehow got off, and this was essentially a trap and all the civilians or whoever who were on the ship it's marco who's got them killed like he's just willingly sacrificed them all it's not necessarily going to look like that 
Oh sure, yeah, absolutely. But I'm I'm saying that just from our perspective of knowing how evil yeah. he is. That he's willing to oh, just yeah. do that. He's willing to set this trap to make a point. Um, and yeah, because you're right. He, he probably wants this to look like a Vassarella's fault. He wants this to be a political. Uh, That's his whole thing, yeah. like making it look like they're crossing the line so that he can openly retaliate. Yeah. Uh, so. I have to get I have to get some props here where we had one episode with him himself and ever since then it's just been mentioned we've seen photos of him like you know surveillance or whatever I have to give them props for just after one episode with him and then the way they've talked about him since from the other characters' perspectives they've really sold who he is quite well and he feels like a threat yeah uh, yeah he does and he's a different threat to some of the other stuff because he's he's more of like a a completely, you know, solar system threat. You know, I was going to say galactic, but that's not. It's, it's interesting because as much as you say, oh, he is quite a huge threat in that regard. It's guerrilla warfare tactics, essentially, which yeah. is relatively low key. Oh yeah, I, I guess what I mean is though, but and what he's trying to ignite, like he's very yeah. dangerous in what he's trying to accomplish. Oh, definitely. Uh, but it's, it's interesting though because he. I mean, he's doing this because, like, at least he claims he's doing it for the glory of the Belters and the OPA, and he wants them to win and be dominant and yada yada yada. Of course he is. Um, and again, like, how how does Mars feel about this when they realise that they've been involved with this guy? I mean, at least yeah. we're assuming we've not had concrete. They're connected to Marco, but it's, it stands and it's one to of those reason. Things where Mars, it's not a, any officials on Mars. It's all just Martian citizens. Going yeah, yeah. Back, so there's that deniability. Uh, from any Martian government. Yeah, and of course, how does Bobby feel about this when she finds out? Oh, of course, yeah. I think that's interesting. And um, the, the Avastaralis stuff as well, like, I can't help but wonder if she loses this election, mm-hmm. which I'm now starting to think she might. You know, because earlier on in the season, it, it was kind of just like, oh, of course, yeah, it'll probably just, she'll just yeah, win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm not so sure. And I'm wondering, okay, is there something that she feels that, 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 where she can be more useful outside of politics or, or maybe outside of you know just the the un itself can she go and do achieve something oh, that's a good question and i'm sure everyone who's read the books is tell, knows exactly what she's going to do after yes, this. don't tell us yeah don't tell us we'll find out on the show but um i no i think expanse always impresses me because it like every every time i watch an episode i always really enjoy it it's really exciting it's you know like it's playing with all these things but every time we, every time we sit down and talk about it we end up sort of digging deeper into some stuff that I wasn't thinking about as I was watching the show, and it always enhances the way I think about the show. I agree. It's one of those. It's it's interesting for the discussion in that I never know what we're going to talk about necessarily. Yeah. Because really, the plot in this episode is quite simple, right? You know, you've oh, got yeah. the, the survival stuff uh, with with Holden. You got a little bit with Naomi and, and such, but you know, very small amount, and a little bit with a Vassarala over here. There's not that much going on in this episode. It's quite tight. Um, like I'd say like 80, 85% of it is probably focused on Holden and, and that side of things. Yeah, there's a lot of that stuff. And I'm not going to lie, it was making me rub my eyes constantly. <laughs> Every time I was like, oh, stop talking about going blind and green shit. I'm maybe yeah. me conscious yeah. here. Uh, but you know, I mean, like, like their stuff, as interesting as a lot of this is, it's quite straightforward plot-wise. So I wasn't sure, okay, what exactly are we going to be digging into when we're talking? Yeah, I don't know how long we've gone now, but you know, it, it feels like there's just... All, all sorts of just random things that we just kind of kind of go into. Well, it's, it's how it handles stuff like Murtry, like in his uh, intricacies. It's how it handles stuff like Marco, where they've built him up so well in so, such a little time that he yeah. feels like this big deal. And the fact that, that I mean, even when you, when you hear Naomi saying to Lucia's daughter, like, you know, I, I ran away and I've regretted it ever since. 
we know that Marco's that regret, at least a large part of it. You know, Marco yeah. factors into that story. So again, every, all this stuff is neatly just kind of like bubbling away separately, but it all kind of feels it part of the same world, and that's really it feels impressive. Like a lot of it's really going to kick in together next season at this point, I, I think, given that we've got, what, three left? And... Sure, yeah. I mean, if I was to suspect how much Naomi even knows about Marco, I suspect she'll find out that he's been involved in anything and maybe by the end of the season, but that's it. She'll, she'll find out he's involved, and that'll be... At most, and yeah. maybe not even that. You know? Depend, depends on how things are played. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I wonder is if uh, we if we even get like Bobby meeting up with the rest of the crew at all uh, at this point. We've only got three episodes uh, left. At this stage of the season, I suspect probably not. To but be honest. the only reason why I think we might bizarrely is because I saw a photo from uh, this is cheating. on someone's Twitter, but it was it was uh, basically like like her her chair on set. And it was, but it was next to like Naomi's and someone else's, and I was like, "Well, they're all on set at the same time during the season okay. at some point." So my guess is they'll somehow they'll end up together at some point by the end of the end of the season. Okay, fine, but, but that's cheating. Okay, sure, but like, I, I couldn't unsee it once I saw it. All right, <laughs> I, I'll I'll let you off, but because otherwise, why would they be on set at the same time? I got nothing for you. There's no reason for it. Uh, unless like they've got two sets that are right next to each other one for like mars stuff one for the rassi and, and they were just shooting on the same day and they were like yeah and so the, so the area they all sit at on on inside the studio is all in the same little area so which is possible depends how big the studio is that they're shooting well this is this is the thing all in the exteriors almost everything they've got is a set in this yeah. show because it's all ships and interiors of uh you know uh, like mars colonies yeah. and shit so it's not like any of it's just oh we'll go and find a location <laughs> like we we'll go, we'll yeah, go exactly it's, it's all in a studio somewhere the the only thing that might technically even there it probably isn't i mean like a vassarella's office could be a real location just for the daylight but even then it's probably just easier to beam some fake daylight in <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like it could be sure but when you've got everything else that's being a set it's probably just yeah. easier at that point yeah. that's it hell this this season will have the most exterior stuff of any season because of all the stuff on the planet that, that yeah, that's yeah. That, that... It's looked great. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all look good. So, um, no, episode, uh, season's uh, coming along nicely. Uh, we'll obviously hit you with episode eight as soon as we can. Um, obviously, Christmas slowed things down a little bit for the last couple. Uh, uh, maybe longer gaps between episodes than we'd have liked, but uh, hopefully we're back with episode eight pretty soon. So, uh, let us know what you thought of episode seven in the comments below. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the show and the channel and everything we do here, you can head over to patreon.com slash TV, and you can do that for as little as $1 per month and get bonuses and outtakes and all that kind of thing. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla?